Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Introduce this man as the UFC light heavyweight champion because, by all regards, he should still be the UFC light heavyweight champion. But injuries happen, so we understand. But uh, I am very happy to speak today to the man behind that belt, Jamal Hill. Jamal, how are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time for me. Uh, how is everything in your corner of the world? I know you're resting, recovering, getting back from that torn Achilles. So, how is everything going? Everything's going good. You know, just uh, just a process of uh, taking it a step at a time and make working my way back. You're uh, you're doing the media thing too. You have your own YouTube channel. I was actually watching your video earlier today. You talking about Aaron Rodgers' injury, um, and I realized that you guys actually had your surgery performed by the same doctor, Doctor Neil Elitrash, who, for people who don't know world-famous surgeon. He did Kobe Bryant. He worked... Actually, I spoke to him when he did Conor McGregor's uh, ACL, George St. Pierre, Francis Ngannou. Like, he's done everything. So you actually had the same surgeon as Aaron Rodgers. I I ran into Chris Angel. I ran into Chris Angel. He did Chris Angel's surgery, too. (laughs) How wild is that? That's just alone. Uh, I don't know, Schwarzenegger. He's he's worked on on the, the who's who. Yeah, so like he did yours, and then obviously a couple months later, he did Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, yeah. So now, can I ask, like, just let's just start there, if you don't mind me asking. Like, like obviously, where you're at right now, a few months removed, like, how are you feeling? I think I saw on one of your YouTube videos, you said you are moving around now, you know, walking, things like that. Obviously, it's a slow process. You don't want to rush back. But how has the recovery process been? Recovery process has been good. It's been a lot quicker, actually, than I thought it would be. Um, been making good strides. You know, I'm, I've been walking now for for a while. I've been walking for a while. You know, I'm, I'm getting out of my hill list back to just like normal footwear and things. And, um, yeah, just taking it slow. Just take it. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, taking it slow. But now we were taking it slow. Now it's a little bit more aggressive. Being a little bit more aggressive with it. Uh, looking to hopefully hit that uh, that six months, six month mark uh, to be back and start looking towards getting booked. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I know, again, just comparing it in terms of athletes watching Aaron Rodgers, like he went through a surgery. He was already back, you know, kind of throwing the ball a little bit. People saying, you know, maybe he'll be back before the end of the season, which seems maybe a little crazy considering, you know, what, what you go through. But it sounds like you're on a fast recovery track as well in terms of being able to come back maybe sooner. Because I know when I originally looked up the injury, people usually say like nine months to a year. But it sounds like maybe you won't have to go through that as much. 
but it's, that's maybe for like basketball and football. Um, you're not running as much in uh, in uh, in fighting. You know, in MMA, you're 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 um, you're on your toes, you're on the balls of your toes, so you need that power and things like that. But that explosiveness for running and jumping and steady, you know, what I mean, exploding fast cuts, and you don't need that as much as you do for other sports. Yeah. So did they give you like obviously you're still recovered? Did they give you like do you have a general timeline like next year when you hope like to be ready? And not saying like like in terms of, like when you think you'll be ready to hit back into a training camp. Uh, just ready to have tra- head back into a training camp. Yeah, like when you'll actually be like fully cleared to go back into full gear. Um, we're looking at hopefully six months from now or from, six months from the surgery. And from the surgery. Oh, so that's early next year. So that's not that bad. Yeah, not bad. Was there any I part? On, I plan on making my return within the the second quarter of the year. Yeah. Was there any? I mean, listen. When an injury like that happens, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Obviously, you, you won the belt, incredible performance, being Glover Teixeira. You're coming back. Obviously, you know, you got to fight with Yeri. Was there any small part of you thinking, like, you kind of wish, like, maybe they just waited? Or did you understand the situation? Like, maybe do an interim title. Like, was there any part of that? Or were you okay with the way it played out? Originally, when it happened, yeah, that was my first thought. You know, uh, but the thing is, like, they had a deal already in place for Yuri. Like Yuri didn't just vacate his title. He wasn't. He wasn't just being a samurai and vacated his title. It was heavily suggested, you know. And uh, it was there was it was a deal made to where he would fight for it upon his return. So whenever you get me, and then I get hurt, and then you know we were supposed to fight. Now I have the belt, and he's promised the title fight. You know, um, it was just kind of right to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it takes a big person to do that because, like I said, I mean, in, in your situation, considering your timeline to be back, like, you know, you could have probably held on to the belt. We didn't but, know what know. the timeline was. We didn't yeah. know exactly what the timeline was. My Achilles injury wasn't normal. It wasn't a normal injury. It wasn't like uh, simple like Aaron, like a, uh, I'm not going to say simple like like Aaron. You know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just like a, a crazy freak like tear. I had tendinosis in the tendon that was, was damaged over a long period of time. And um, that damage ultimately led to the tear, as opposed to where, um, you like, yeah, you, you may be cramping or maybe it might have uh, be weaker one day and then you make the wrong wrong motion at the wrong time and it, and it pops. You know, you come back a little bit quicker from that as opposed to it than a tendinosis with the tendon blood flow being weak to it for over time. Uh, some of the, some of the uh, tissue on the tendon dying and things like that. That's the. I know you were explaining that in your video. The Derek, like when you were showing, like you saw the Aaron Rodgers video when his popped when he twisted. Yeah. That's what's the difference. Yours was deteriorating, and it was probably going to happen at some point. Because I know you did the video breakdown when you were in the basketball game. Like it's just you didn't do anything crazy. You saw the moment though when it happened, but it's just time. It was just going to happen at some. Basically, it was going to happen at some point where right. his was like it literally just snapped. Yeah. Right. That's and wild. I think, I that, think that's wild. I think well, also with his, you got to think there's like a there's a big, almost three hundred pound lineman also on his back twisting with that motion with that pivot, you know. So I think that had a lot to do with it too. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Like I said, you hear Achilles tear, you think they're all the same, but they're not. They're not. No. Yeah. So and there's different levels to a tear and things like that as well. 
Yeah. Now you, as I mentioned, you, you you have your YouTube channel, which again, I really I love that breakdown with the Aaron Rodgers thing. I thought that was great, by the way. Um, you do all this kind of like when you're when you're dealing with this, like you're out in Vegas, you're you're recovering, you're going through your rehab and things like this. Like, do you still pay attention to the sport as much as you can? Like, I know you did your reaction video to UFC two ninety four. I know some fighters when they're dealing with an injury, like they don't want to think about it. Like they don't want you know they, you're not fighting, so you don't want to think about it. Like, are you have you kept your no. mind in the sport? I guess. Yeah, no, nah, I love it, bro. I still go to the fights. I was I was still going to the contender series this uh, this past season. I still go to the uh, go to the uh, fight the cards. I've been to maybe a couple cards over the last couple weeks. You know, yeah, I'm still tapped in. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the sport. And not only that, it doesn't do me anything to step away from it and then like not not under come back in and try to figure out or think I just know where the game is rather than just follow it and understand where the game is when I come back in. Yeah, it always cracked me up when I used to talk to Derek Lewis a lot. Like, he didn't know anybody. He always cracked me up because he literally didn't know the name of his opponents. He's like, I don't watch the sport. I'm like, hey, everyone's got their their own thing, I guess. That's the difference between winning the title fight and not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So now with that being said, of course, a big reason why I want to talk today is because we know, much like what happened with Yuri, when you're recovered, you're back and healthy – you are 100% getting that title fight. That is correct. I want to make yeah. sure I'm right about that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, 100%, I was guaranteed when I come back, I will be given title title fight, uh, same champion purse, and pay-per-view points. Oh, that's amazing. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. So you obviously have a vested interest in what comes up here on November 11th with Yuri Prohoshka and Alex Pereira. You were getting ready. You were getting ready to book the fight with Yuri. So you know Yuri very well. Can I ask just like a general overview? What do you make of this fight with Yuri and Alex? I think it's a good fight. You know, I think it's a um, it's intriguing. It's it's interesting. It's got a lot of questions to it, a lot of mystery to it of uh, how it could be done. And uh, we see like a way, like a way that most people would ideally think it would go. So it leaves a lot of ways, a lot of ways for people to be surprised. Most people are expecting a stand up battle. You know, and uh, just like a just like a, a hell of a kickboxing display. So if they come out and maybe you know get a little bit more good boxing in the pocket, or just a banger a dog fight, you know, or one of them actually shows like some dominant display and grappling or something, you got a lot of room to surprise. So I think it has a lot of factors to it to make it a good fight, making an interesting and intriguing fight. No, no, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be tapped in and watch. I love it. Let me let me start with Yuri because Yuri is uh, the guy you were getting ready for. Very unorthodox, very creative, but also takes a lot of risks. Now, with that risk can come high reward, but can also come with disaster sometimes. We've seen it like he's not gone through any fight in the UFC where he didn't get in a little bit of trouble, even with Vulcan Ozdemir. Obviously, it happened again with with Dominic Reyes. And then, of course, what we saw with Glover Teixeira as well. Um, Can I ask like that style? Because I know that like. Obviously, you take risks every time you step in the cage, but like he does a lot of risky things. Like it pays off, but eventually that can that can come back to bite you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he takes some risk. He does uh, he does things a little out of the ordinary and unorthodox to where um, most coaches and most people wouldn't advise you to do. And uh, yeah, they work for him. I think they work for him one because he's a pretty big dude. You know, um, he's got he's got he's got long arms. He's got he's got he's got pretty good reach. Um, I think he's very physically strong. Uh, one thing I notice about his stature, whenever I whenever I see him in person, uh, he's got a very strong physical posture and stance. Um, it looks fucking awkward. He looks like he's built like a fucking action figure, but uh, <laughs> but he's he's got he's got he's got a pretty strong posture uh, about himself. So I think he's very physically strong. So I think that's 
enabled him to get away with it. And he's, he believes the crazy ass shit he does. So, yeah. And, and to his credit, and he showed it in the fight with Glover, like he does have a ground game that I think a lot of people didn't really see him having. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt going into that fight, it was going to be like, if he can keep it standing, he's got a better chance than going to the ground. And credit to him for doing that, because I think that, I mean, let's be honest, against a guy like Alex Pereira, like you got to think that's that's a possibility he's going to look for that takedown, look for the grappling. I think with Glover, he was just, well, I don't, I don't see, honestly, I didn't really see any true grappling skill. Like, as far as the skill and the art of grappling, I didn't see any. I just saw explosiveness and athleticism. That's what it was. He was stronger and he was more he was more explosive and more athletic than Glover. That's why he was able to get out of a lot of the bad positions that uh, that he was in, essentially, in the uh, in the Glover fight. So, let you me know, ask you. Yeah, so let me ask you about Alex, because Alex has, let's be honest, he has a lot more unknowns. Incredible striker. We know that. High class, maybe one of the best strikers pure strikers in, in the sport on the flip side we really we, i mean let's be honest we still don't really know striker, one of the most decorated strikers decorated strikers yes absolutely um we still don't really know who he is as an mma fighter though because we haven't seen him outside of maybe the blahovich fight where he had that first round where he you know basically was defending on the ground and obviously had that one round with izzy where he was on the ground you know, he's still such an like it's such a it's such a weird situation for a guy with five yeah. UFC fights to get to this position twice. You know, yeah, you have to take kind of what what he's done, right? So, you know, um, he's 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 athletic. He has athleticism. I wouldn't say he's like has the most athleticism. I, I believe he's a little flat footed, a little square, a little square in his footwork. He um he's strong. He's explosive. He understands how to hit, you know, and uh, he's not scared to get in get in the pocket. You know, he's not scared to get in there and uh, and give one. Uh, with from the from the Blahovich fight, the whole thing about holding him down is the fact that he stayed resilient. He tried. He stayed postural. He didn't let him sit himself get too far into a bad position. So he has a good understanding of what he needs to do. You know, um, I think the only thing that can true that truly overtakes him for real in those things is someone with a little bit more physicality and a little bit more athletically superior or uh, somebody who just gets to those, who gets to those spots and gets to those things faster and capitalize on. Yeah. I know one thing that, that he's kind of rebutted against a little bit, but Anthony Smith said is that like, you know, where he had a lot of size and strength over middleweights, he doesn't have that as much at light heavyweight Mm -hmm. because that's a 20 pound difference. That's one of the biggest jumps you could do. I'm curious, like what do you think of Alex's size for this division? No, that's that's a fair assessment. That was one thing I said. Like everybody was just like, "Oh my God, he's such a giant! He's so huge!" And don't get me wrong, he is tall. He's a tall, like, but as far as big, he's not that big of a dude. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking like as far as like broad, he's not. He's not like he's he's got he's got he's got long limbs. Like he's got long arms. He's got long legs. He's got a long torso. You know, he's got a big head. Um, pause. That was crazy. <laughs> he uh, but he um. But for the most part, he's he's just a, he's kind of a he's almost a lanky dude, you know what I'm saying? Like at, at middleweight, which would which putting weight on, which makes him seem like a, a giant monster. But at 205, he's actually I'd say as far as that's he's a little bit on the small side. Yeah, he is kind of lanky. Like when you see him, when you thin. saw him, yeah, he is a little he's a little skinnier, like almost like the because uh, that's Adesanya's body style at middleweight. He's kind of like got that that style at light heavyweights. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, essentially. You know, but uh, like Izzy's actually, if, if you see Izzy in person, like, 
Like on TV, he looks like this skinny dude, but he's actually a, a fairly sizable dude. You know what I'm saying? In in person. But there is there is the fact that yeah, he's thin. Yeah. So now I obviously I know the answer being, you know, when you get ready and healthy, you'll you know, whoever has the title, it doesn't matter to you. But let me ask you the question then. How do you see this one ultimately playing out and which way do you lean in terms of who you see winning this one? Bro, I, I honestly I don't I don't know. You know. I know I have a feeling I know what Alex is gonna do. Alex is gonna try to come forward and uh put Yuri on the back foot, which I think would be smart. Put him on the back foot and uh, force him force him to throw force him to throw. Because Yuri strikes, although that wild north unorthodox shit may seem crazy to somebody that's like just kind of out in the air guessing. But if you're actually walking him down and putting shots on him to where he has to throw back in precise encounter, you can make it a little bit more technical. I think that work. I think that works out for Alex uh, very well. But like I said, I think the physicality of of, of Yuri will um, would would will be a, a huge plus for him. You know, I think he's strong. I think he is stronger. I think he is stronger, and I think he is the more athletic fighter in this fight. Is it so. is it is it playing with dynamite if if Yuri just decides to strike with him? Because a lot of Yuri, I mean, you mentioned like Yuri, Yuri got out of bad position with Glover. You said obviously a lot do more due to athleticism and strength than pure grappling. Like it wasn't that he was a better grappler. He just got you know he got those positions. Um, do you th- like do you see him going out there and actually like, is it playing with dynamite or or you know is he smart to go out there and say screw it's this I'm taking this dynamite. guy down. Anybody is always playing with dynamite with anybody because anybody can knock you out. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think that, but that's his game too. You know what I'm saying? He stands up. He likes to stand. He likes to fight uh, standing. So he's able to make adjustments on the fly. You got to think we're at the top of the we're at the top of the division. We're at the top of the game. These aren't just guys that just came. We are just guys on the roster. You know what I'm saying? These are guys that are at the top of the division, so they can make adjustments. You know what I mean? You have to be able to make adjustments to be at the top. You know. Um, I believe he can come out and make those adjustments, but honestly, I think he's gonna come out and grab him. I think he might I think we'll see some grappling mixed in, which would be smart for Yuri. Mix in some grappling, wear on him, uh, um, make him feel that make him feel the weight of a two oh five. You know what I mean? Make him have to have to exchange in that grappling a little bit, kinda like Izzy did in that first fight. And I believe it was like the third round, second, like third round. Yeah. Kind of kinda drug him down and kinda like war warn him a little bit from there. Make that happen. Yeah, it's just it is it is so weird that Alex is like five fights in, he's got two title shots in two different divisions, and we're still in a way kind of figuring out who he is, you know. So I think it's a safer, it's a little safer pick to go with Yuri because we know kind of who he is and his establishment things, what he's done at light heavyweight. I, I I still I'm still trying to figure out Alex at light heavy. He has one fight against Blahovich, and it was a close fight. It wasn't like he blew Blahovich out of the water. It wasn't like he knocked him out in the third round or anything. Like it was a close fight. Like we've seen so much, but that's the thing though. We've seen so much from Yuri, and it's like we've only seen Yuri. We've only seen three fights from Yuri in the UFC. That's true. So, so, so as if we're being honest, you can. If we're going by experience, Alex is more experienced at this level than uh than than Yuri is. Yeah, you know. Can, can I imagine in your mind, like it doesn't matter? Like, would it mean more for Yuri because you were supposed to fight him, and obviously the whole title thing, or is it just uh, you just want your belt back? Oh, nah, I don't think it matters for me. For me, I, I, I want the fight that the people, the most people want to see, you know, um, that's, that's, that's what I want. I'm, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to sell. I want to, uh, I want to, um, 
be a part of big shows and put on big shows and take home the checks from those big shows. You know, um, that's that's what I really got. I got into this for. I got into this to make to make as much money as I can. You know, and um, I think a uh, uh, Alex fight Alex sells. He's a star. You know, um, he's he's gained a following. He's got a base. And uh, that are gonna tap in to support him, and then you also got the whole thing with the the storyline, how it ties in the globe. But um, I think also you the the storyline of the two unbeaten kings, you know, the division, the two unbeaten champions of the division. Um, I think that storyline sells as well. You know, uh, it can only be one king. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. Well, it feels like and I, and I know it's hard to hear this right now, Jamal, because you're you know, you're coming back from your surgery and everything. But like it feels like when you became champion, you kind of gave some clarity to the division. But you also kind of gave us a guy that it felt like you were going to be the next guy like we, you know, John Jones and credit to John Jones. He did it for so long. And then Daniel Cormier, to his credit, did it as well. It felt like you were going to be that guy to like really lead the division and become a star because you do have that personality, very well-spoken, a lot of people behind you. It felt like that energy was there for you. So I think when you come back next year, it's going to be a massive fight. Whenever you, Whether you fight Yuri or you fight Alex, it feels like it's going to be a big fight because it feels like you were on your way to that stardom you want. And it feels like that's going to be the, the, the path you're going to be on when you come back. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's just, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things. You know, um, I'm just gonna focus on what I can control. What I can control is how I attack this injury every day and rehab, and coming back to uh, to get it back. And yeah, because I plan on being selfish, man. That was my thing. I plan on being selfish with the title. You know, I feel like the only way to truly make my reign to, to give like a true like. I mean, stamp and legitimacy and like the mark that I wanted on my reign and on the, my time of me becoming champion was to be stingy with it, not to let not to for some people to to never feel what that prize feels like. You know, um, it's meant to be covenant. It's meant to be not for everybody. It's meant to be special. I don't feel like it's been it's been that way over the last few years. You know, since uh since John has left, with how many people have been able to touch it? Pause. That was crazy as well. <laughs> um, but you know, um. I feel that that's 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 how that's how that's the that's that's what I wanted to do. That's I wanted to I wanted to establish a reign to where, you know, like they keep you up at night. It's like I wanted to be that one that that challenged that 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 haunted people's dreams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because I believe that's what a championship is supposed to be. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to have be heartbreak into it and everything like that that comes with it. So whenever so if you do. You don't mean achiever. There is no question. You are him. Well, yeah, and, and you, it, you know, you bring stability. Let's be honest. It's just not been stable lately. You know what I mean? The division's been up in kind of craziness since John left. Uh, it felt like you were going to be that stable guy. So obviously, I think we're all looking forward to you coming back next year and bringing that stability back. Because I think a lot of people, myself included, believe that you know you are him. You are that dude. You are going to be that guy to have that belt and uh, and bring not only title defenses but also star power. You know, you have that charisma about you, and and so I think that's you know we're all kind of looking forward to that next year yeah 100 percent. you know um my time my time is coming back i'll be back it's only uh it's only a bump in the road the things i need to do whenever i come back it's right back to it. it's right back like i never left yeah um i know we're talking about the light heavyweight division and obviously you're going to be there i'm sure you saw the crazy news that dropped 
you know, matter hours ago with light with the heavyweight title fight. I'm curious, Jamal. I know I'm looking way ahead, and I know I'm I know I'm going kind of going out of nowhere on this one. But I got to ask you, like, you're not like we talk about Alex. Like, he's actually maybe not the biggest light heavyweight. You're a pretty sizable guy for light heavyweight. You're a big dude. Like, is there a world down the road where we could see Jamal Hill as a heavyweight? Is that ever an option? Would you ever consider that? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some challenges at heavyweight down the line that uh, that I would definitely want to challenge, test myself against. You know, whether that be a uh, um, the two guys that they just uh, put in the interim title fight, both of those seem like solid challenges. Tom Aspinall, somebody who I'd really love to share the cage with. You know, just from uh, the skill and things like that that he has. Um, another one, uh, Cyril Gaon, um, Jilton Almeida. There's some there's some there's some names out there that are that are going to make the heavyweight division exciting. And um, very fruitful. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, listen, money talks, and an extra title is always another an extra way to make some extra money, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, can I ask real quick, what do you think of Sergey and Tom? Uh, I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight. Crazy thing is, like, I went to, I was at the PI yesterday. I go into the cafeteria. Fucking John Jones is sitting in the cafeteria. <laughs> I'm like. It's got like a fight in like three weeks. He's just like sitting up and what's he doing here? And that's when I, uh, like after a while, he's like walking around. Then Dr. D came in and they was like talking to Dr. D. They had like a little powwow and shit. So it didn't really, I don't know. I'm, I'm in my own world. So it ain't really, it didn't really click with me or nothing like that, you know? But then it was like, after that came, I was like, oh shit, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. wild how things go. Yeah. <laughs> wish, wish him the best. Wish him a, uh, wish him a, um, a good a good surgery uh man and a speedy recovery you know um it's, it's tough man it's tough it's tough dealing with a uh, injury especially when you're at the top of the game you know and you just uh you just want to put on that entertainment and cash and check absolutely absolutely do you uh do you lean one way or the other with sergey and tom Man, every time I was picked against Sergey, bro, he done fucked whoever I picked up <laughs> <laughs> like it's tough um, I think Tom is faster. He's a little bit more. I think we're in for a good fight. Um, I think the the way Sergey's boxing works and the way his flow, his flow uh, in his striking within his hands and things like that, will will be will be a good thing to see. Plus the power that he possesses. But I think Tom is a little bit more finesse, uh, athletic with his movement, quick on his feet, um, a little bit faster reflexes. So that'd be good. It'd be good yeah. to see. It'd be great. It'd be a banger. I know the short notice is never ideal. Obviously, we saw that last weekend. Like I truly believe, if, if Kamar Usman had had more time to prepare, I think he would have beat Hamza Shamaya. But it is what it is. I think it helps I Tom. That I agree. I don't. I'm not. He lost based off of the judging. But to me, honestly, I I think the fight was a tie. I had it as a draw too. I had it as a draw myself. I scored as a draw too. Yeah, but I mean, Tom Tom taking in a short notice fight at heavyweight is a little different because there's a good chance this fight wouldn't make it out of the first Tom round even if they had 12 weeks. Tom just fought not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, they, maybe they had twi- even like- they had, even they had 12 weeks to prepare it might still end in the first round. So, you know what I mean? Like, I think it helps him a little bit. Tom just fought not that long ago. Sergey is the one that's been out longer. Yeah. So yeah. He's coming a little bit more off the couch. It's going to be interesting. Are you looking forward to being in New York for that? I mean, obviously your eyes are all going to be yeah, on, the, on the main event, but... Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I uh, can't wait to get there and tap in for that and uh, watch those fights. Watching it. it's a 
still some pretty still pretty solid uh, fights up and down the card. You know, they uh, they usually do a, a pretty good job of throwing on some uh, exciting fights and putting on some some pretty good action for that MSG. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you are you doing all your recovery and everything out in Vegas with the PIs? Because when we were originally doing this, I thought you're I'm in Ohio and I thought you were in Michigan. And I was like, oh, he's in Michigan, and your manager's like, no, he's in Vegas right now. So are you doing everything out in Vegas right now for the recovery and everything? Yeah, right now, 100% of my recovery, I relocated and everything out here to Vegas to uh, to start healing up and start working towards making my way back. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jamal, man, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Obviously, uh, safe, you know, safe recovery and everything going up. Obviously, safe travels out to New York. Thank you for doing this today. I really do appreciate it. And obviously, cannot wait for the comeback in 2024. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, man. Can't wait to be back. Absolutely. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, bro. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.